Hey, welcome to our podcast, All Things Gray. We are the Grays. want to talk about what this episode is? Yeah, so we did some exciting things the last couple of weeks, and one of them was going to Magnolia for celebration. Waco, so, Texas. Yeah, we had a handful of people ask us about it, and we realized we never talked about it. So we're going to do that. Yeah, we had a pretty, <laughs> uh, well, I would I would call it stressful, but it was like in a good way. So it was like a positive stress. A good stress. A lot of stuff going on in a very short period of time. Um, so Magnolia happened, and we didn't really get a chance to celebrate it as much as we wanted. We didn't get a chance to celebrate Silobration as much as we wanted um, because we had another pretty decent-sized show that we'll talk about in another episode. Yeah. Uh, but now that everything's kind of chill and we're getting ready for the holiday season, we figured we would circle back. We put a pin in it, put a and pin we're in that. circling back to uh, our, our trip to Texas. Yeah. So maybe we should talk about just like getting into the process yeah okay so i'll ask yeah how did we do that because <laughs> yeah, that was all how you. did we do that um so the goal was to book more shows and actually a friend from back home sent me a story from mm. magnolia's page and it was like we're looking for bands for celebration and she's like you should totally apply and i was like okay and then did we did we talk about doing this last year at all? Like, no, we didn't. I okay. mean, it wasn't I, on our radar, was no, it? No, I was okay. like applying for jobs in Magnolia just for kicks and giggles. That's what it was. Okay, but, but we weren't trying. It to It wasn't. No, I okay. didn't. No, my radar was not that sharp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Good. Yeah, so I got the application and I started filling it out that day, but then it was like asking me questions that were not in my realm, like tech writers and production stuff. So I put a pin in that, and I was like, hmm, we're gonna have to come back to that sucker. <laughs> Because I don't understand these questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that that's not necessarily your expertise. No. So d- for, for those of you who are wondering the dynamic of the band, and we c- we'll probably go over this a couple times in different episodes, but um, when it comes down to how we operate, Cassie does all of the booking, and um, and then she does a lot of the merch and things like that, all the visual the stuff. Beauty. I make it look good, and you make it work. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm the logical side, so you know the songwriting, the production, the... Um, tech writer stuff that's all mm-hmm. you know my expertise so yeah. okay go ahead sorry yeah so then I just like opened up my phone and I was like hey Siri I only whispered it because I don't want my phone going off I was like remind me that this <laughs> application's due tomorrow and I set it for like the day before it was due and then how long how long before it was due did you do that so like how much time elapsed between you I think saying like three I can't weeks. figure this out okay three weeks I think it. it was like it was a good chunk of time I was like oh I'm not worried about it like I have time okay and then, yeah, I think I set that in August and it was due. I, I set that in July. It was due in August. So. Oh, so you had a month. Yeah, I had a month. I had time to not know. <laughs> and then the day it was due, you sent me the tech rider and I just submitted it. And I was like, okay, well, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. If not, I'll forget about it. And I forgot about it. And I feel like to not glaze over this, I don't even know if I fully knew what the crap you were doing. No, like, because I just sent you. I was like, hey, I'm applying for Magnolia. I think you Magnolia. said celebration and I don't think it ever clicked what it was no so i was I, like okay i remember doing the application while you were at work yes that's and yes i remember you were, like that. doing photography and i was like hmm, i'm just gonna do it and i was like if it's meant to be it'll happen if not i'll forget that i applied and apparently it was still meant to be but i still forgot that i applied like i just <laughs> wanted it to be a, like a pleasant surprise if we got in so the <laughs> so your alarm your alarm went off for you to submit it i yeah. sent you the tech writer for you to submit to them and mm-hmm. so um, also, um, from what I understand with like Magnolia and how they choose the bands, 
a bunch of bands, you know, around the country could submit to be a part of Magnolia's yeah. celebration. Because it was on their story, on their Instagram. Yeah. So anyone and everyone could apply. Could apply. I don't know how many actually did, but... Yeah, but that, my understanding is Magnolia at that point, I guess their event team mm-hmm. will at that point go and choose. Yeah. And I'm assuming, and again, this is all, you know, we didn't have a conversation with them to know like why us or anything, but from what we understand, like we sent in, uh, you know, we our see, links yeah. to our music. So whatever videos we had spotify spotify links and it all that was stuff. required for it to be family friendly so we couldn't be vulgar or anything which yeah. we're naturally just not in our music so mm-hmm. that helped so i'm assuming that they look through all of this and then they choose yeah. um who's going to you know best represent magnolia and their yeah. brand for their celebration and we were um one mm-hmm. of the bands that that they chose so fast forward a month to when we find out yeah totally forgot i applied so both of us actually because again when she when i sent her the tech rider i don't even know if i truly understood what it was for Mm -hmm. so it was really never on my radar and it sounds like it kind of left your radar as soon as you said yeah submit i mean because in the music world you apply for so many things and And you get a lot of news you don't even sometimes get a no. You just get ghosted. Nothing. And yeah. so it was just another thing that was like, okay, if it happens, great. If not, then it's just another one in the bucket. Yeah. So we were out and about, and I don't remember what we were doing, but um, smoothies. No, get. but we, no. So we were, yeah, we were out and about. We were gonna get smoothies, but what I was gonna say was, we pulled in. We were like driving yeah. into the into the thing, and I never really checked the email. Um, for those of you who know me pretty well, I'm really bad with communication. Guess what? Cassie's part of the band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a lot better at it than I am. And I randomly will go into the email just, be, you know, when I'm just twiddling on my phone and I don't want to be on social media. And I went in there and we get a lot of spam emails as well. So we get a lot of people that reach out to us that are like, hey, play in our music festival. It's all online and it's in Mexico, you know, and it's not actually a real thing. And so we've <laughs> learned how to sift through those pretty quickly and get past those. Well, then I saw this email, and I don't know if I didn't read it properly or anything like that, but it just said, congratulations, you've been selected. And I just thought it was another one of those spam emails. Mm -hmm. So I was getting ready to just, like, swipe it in the archive it or delete it or whatever. (laughs) And then I noticed Silobration. And I was like, wait a minute, that sounds really familiar. (laughs) And we're pulling into the smoothie shop, and I'm starting to geek because I'm like, wait, whoa, hold up. You were, like, through the roof. (laughs) And I'm like, that's Magnolia. And Cassie is just blank-faced, like nothing happened. And I don't think it like <laughs> set in what was happening. So she, we park. I remember this so. Like, she literally hindsight. walks inside of the smoothie place, and she comes back out dancing and jumping around. I think the flip was switched while you were standing in line. The what longer the email was. it took for those smoothies to get ready. Yeah. I like placed my order. You walked in like we made it to Magnolia, and you were like geeking through the roof, like jumping up and down in the car. And I'm I was just, losing it. And I. Hey, oh, Mello. No. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, cool. And you're like, baby, made it to Magnolia. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Super cool. Love like, that. there was no emotion. <laughs> I'm like, you're the one who submitted for this. Why aren't you even. And then I was just in line for like 20 minutes waiting for a smoothie. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to Magnolia. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> it was so wild. So she comes out. I got a video of her dancing and <laughs> so in front bad. of the car. Because I was like, I told her, I was like, you go in and order the smoothies. I'm going to email these people back. Because, like, it was like, if you're if you're still interested in playing, you we know, We had, reply. like, a 24-hour yeah. window to respond yeah. to say yes, that we wanted to do it. So I wanted to make sure that we didn't miss that window and that we started getting the details. And then I looked at the dates. And, again, we got this email in August, and the show was in October. And so I was like, oh, dear Lord. We wanted to play with our full band. 
you know, we've been playing acoustic for so long. So now my logistical brain is kicking into gear and I'm like, okay, crap. Now we've got to find bandmates to do this on last minute notice. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is going to be like super crazy. I don't know what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do, when we're allowed to post, when we're not allowed to post. So that was kind of the start of everything and how we kind yeah. of got into it. Yeah, because the longer I was in the smoothie line and I, just, I read the email too and I saw that I was like, please respond within 24 hours. And like when it finally hit me, I texted you in all caps, tell them yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> tell them yes. So no, we definitely did. We said yes. And then um, that began. Um, you know, the fun check, we're not going to bore you with all the details, but obviously, you know, with things at, at this level, and for those of you who don't know what Magnolia or Celebrations is, um, and I'm going to be completely honest, before I met Cassie, I, I think I've heard of it, but she had to like break it down, like, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines, Fixer Upper, like all that stuff back in the past is what they were kind of known for. And now they've like built this Magnolia network, this Magnolia brand. Um, and mm-hmm. that was what we were playing at. Mm-hmm. And, um, I knew what this was because, uh, I guess now, three years ago, two and a half <laughs> years ago, um, I was going to propose to Cassie um, yeah. in Waco, Texas at Magnolia. Oh my God, and I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it was like a huge thing. And it was 2020, so it was right before COVID shut everything down. And for Christmas in 2019, I had gotten Cassie, um, her her gift was plane tickets and all of the stuff for this trip to magnolia and obviously for her it was more so we're going to magnolia she did not know that i was going i was planning on proposing to her in texas so i had planned it out i had the ring i planned on you know i had a photographer i had a videographer lined up had all the stuff ready was it supposed to be right in front of the silos Mm -hmm. right in front of the silos like where we got our picture of us jumping actually yes like in that lawn, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's actually really cool. I didn't even put two two together. We should have reenacted it. But um. I had all this planned out, and the day before we were supposed to leave for Magnolia is when we got the email that everything was <laughs> so shut down. Funny. And I was like, no. I was so angry, and Cassie's like, we can go whenever. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And uh, obviously, she's just um, proposing. So I'm like, <laughs> no, this had to happen this weekend. Like, I'm geeking out. And it, long story short, we ended up making it work. I proposed that weekend. It was just in a different way. We'll talk about that in another episode. Yeah. But. Um, it ended up working out. Oh my out. gosh, so, so crazy. Yeah. And so, I was like, were you going to have Chip and Joanna Gaines like come congratulate us or something? <laughs> no, so, like, they're like, they're so famous. They're, they're yeah. untouchable. Uh, even though we didn't get the chance to meet them, I still believe that they're great people. Um, yeah, that was a question we got. Did, did we meet Chip and Joanna? We did no, not. we did not get to meet Chip and Joanna Gaines. But it's okay. I think, it was still so much fun and, and like yeah. an honor. To be I think there. to be in the presence of what they built was like that's an honor. insane and um you know also being in the i mean i don't know how many how far some of you people some of the people that are watching this go with us but for the longest time we even had um for those of you who don't know johnny swim is another husband and wife duo that um you know we've always loved their music and we've always um saw it as a benchmarker for us to you know one day either open for them or you know play on the stage with them or whatever may be the case um and we actually got to, you know, uh, accomplish that that dream. We ended up playing before the Johnny Swim. We didn't technically open for them, but got to share a stage for them with them, yeah. um, and got to meet them and um, watch them sound check and kind of be backstage with them, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, and then we got to do do our thing, and I feel like, you know, we were received pretty well. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I feel like. The entire time we were there, I was like, guys, let's just pause and just, like, think about this for a second. Like, 
a band two years in, like just hitting our two-year benchmark, this is a big accomplishment. I agree. Um, it was a huge stage. It wasn't like we were on some like side fringe stage. Like we were on the main stage, mm-hmm. and we got to work with what was it, Jason Aldean's? Yeah. Or uh, no, George Strait's, George Strait's uh, sound, sound guy. Engineer. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Um, so you know the the world was crazy and just like. I think for the last year and a half, we've been so used to the caliber of music here in our hometown. And so this was a good like kick in the booty to take us to the next level. Cause yeah. it really, as soon as we got that acceptance email, like we really had to kick it into gear and like we had to buy new equipment so that we could actually run things through their system and prepare for a full band because we'd never played with a full band. Yep. Um, which is a fun fact. Like we met, not, like the, the people that we had in our band for this trip did not meet until 24 hours before we played <laughs> yeah actually let's take a step back and let's talk about the trip the the trek slash trip trip the trip the trip to texas so uh cast and i are obviously in north carolina our bassist of which we hired maybe i don't know seven or eight months ago who we've not gotten a chance to play live band with he played with us at so far sounds in mm-hmm. raleigh um, he's from North Carolina as well, about four hours from where we are in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our drummer, who we typically play with down here um, in the South, was double booked for another gig. And so I was actually on the phone with uh, a special guest that we're actually going to be having later on, on the pod. this show later um, in this episode, where uh, I was on the phone with him and I was just like, hey, man, you know, how's it going? How's life? Blah, 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 blah. And I uh, just kind of dropped in there that we were playing at Magnolia. And I was like, yeah. dude, it'd be crazy if you were able to come mm-hmm. and play drums with us. And uh, he was like, bet, when is it? Where? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> he doesn't mean Which, that. Which, that is a good lesson for you and I and people yeah. listening. We were like a little bit stressed because we didn't have our North Carolina drummer. And I was like, we should just talk to Jason, see if he'll say yes. I wasn't going to mention names he yet. He was but. like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We it's were gonna good. talk to him. He's like, I don't know. I don't want. I don't. I don't think I come from New York. And I was like, Don't tell people their nose for them. Give yeah. them a chance to say no on their own. And he said yes. He so. said yes. And I mean, I, it was probably still another day or two before I realized that he wasn't kidding. Like, yeah. I was like, I mean, there's no. He lives in New York now. Like, I know. He lives in New York. Um, he literally sold his car when he moved there. He went from the top of the country to the bottom. Like he doesn't. <laughs> Just for us. He doesn't. Literally, he doesn't drive or anything like that and you know just having the conversation with him and we'll get to talk to him more about that whole experience um when we have him on but uh it was just pretty crazy that all of that just lined up the way that it did and so he's coming from new york um our basis is coming from four hours away and we all you know basically got in a car and drove down to texas loaded up the truck got the u-haul picked up our basis on the way yeah picked him up in south carolina Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives right. in North Carolina, but I know his wife and his mother-in-law and Probably father-in-law were going to want to be down there, too. And um, so we picked them up in South Carolina. And so it was about three and a half hours from where we lived mm-hmm. to where we picked up our basis. And then we just started the uh, the 21-hour journey <laughs> to Texas. Which, let's talk about that for a second. How was the trip, like, on the way there? I thought it was so much fun. I thought it was fun. Um, obviously, I was dealing with some personal issues. Um, I had no voice for about two days leading up to this. And I found out on the way down that I had a severe case of laryngitis. Mm -hmm. And so, although I feel that the trip itself was extremely fun, I struggled to enjoy it because I was panicking Mm -hmm. that my only job (laughs) was to make noises with my voice 
and I couldn't do it. Like that was the only reason I was even going down yeah. there. Yeah, I could play guitar, but like I'm I'm one of the singers in this band and I can't sing. And so yeah. I was a little stressed. And then also anytime that I would speak, everyone in the vehicle would yell at me. So I just felt like I wasn't allowed You're to all have like, fun. You're like be on vocal rest, be on vocal rest. Like you're stressed about your voice. And, and if those of you that don't know with laryngitis, it's worse to whisper than it is to yes. actually just talk. So I was yes. like it hurt to talk and it was bad to whisper so i just it was miserable in yeah. that in that light but being with everyone uh the conversations like you know that i was allowed to listen to and some of the ones that i was trying to join in were fantastic um, our bassist and drummer met each other for the first time on this trip yeah um that's something i don't think people realize about these shows that we play is that our band is not in our town so we really do have to coordinate to link up and yeah for so far for this and you know our last show we really didn't play together until 24 hours before the actual which show so that's impressive like we have such a great talented band that always that says something too because i'm being the logistical you know music director band director in this uh in this group I there's a bit of like anxiety along with that you know we write these songs and mm-hmm. we record these parts and then we're handing them over to essentially strangers to <laughs> perform at these big shows that we've worked so hard for. Like, please learn it. Hope it doesn't suck. But the cool thing about it is we've been able to trust these quote-unquote oh, yeah. strangers who are now like our best friends in the entire world. Yeah. Uh, well, and our drummer has always been a good friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's really cool when you have something like we have and we're able to entrust it with someone who shares that vision, who believes in us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what our bassist, Jay, has been for us. I mean, that guy is a freaking... He's just, he's such a dude. Uh, I love him so much. He's so good at what he does and he's very supportive. We're just so blessed in like our band and that they were friends first. Mm -hmm. And we always wanted to make sure we grew our team by just like being organic Mm -hmm. and just having fun first and being friends first. And then your talent is the icing on the cake. Heck yeah. I love that. So yeah, the trip down was fun. Um, I, I loved it. If it, it was, was, was going to be 24 you? Yeah. hours, if it was going to be 24 hours, I would want it to be like that. Yeah. Like the GPS had like 17, 18 hours, but then you add trips, you add mm. bathroom breaks and yeah. stuff. We did. Uh, and a trailer kind of slows you down a little bit yeah. too. Oh my gosh. Watching the, the gas, the gas on my <laughs> truck go down as we were driving <laughs> was stressing me out. Yeah, not bad. And for those of you who don't know, I hate driving. I don't. I don't love driving. Especially I don't, at night. I definitely don't love driving at night. I don't love driving long distances. I'm not patient. I love you know snacks while my snacks being made. I just like want to be there yesterday, and I drove three hour periods. Yeah. So what we did is we we did um, shifts on the way. Yeah. Down. yeah. So I drove the three and a half hours to pick Jason. up Jay. Jason, and that was fair though. This is so funny though. I love because how he's he like, he's the, like, can I just make a request to not drive because I haven't driven in seven? He literally months. moved to New York and sold his car, so he's not driven in like seven or eight months. He's and like, then on but, top of that, we would have made him pull a trailer in a truck. Yeah, he's, he's like, I've like, never driven a truck. I've never pulled a trailer. I haven't driven in yeah, seven yeah. months. He's like, but I will be there to contribute overall vibes. And he did. He did just that. I was like, you're killing it. And. No, honestly, on the last stretch there, he was really helping me out a lot. Oh my gosh, he stayed up for like a whole 36 hours. I was like, Jason, you can take a nap. I'll stay awake. Oh, on the way back, yeah. Well, even down there, I was like, you didn't. He didn't sleep hardly at all. That's in true. The, you're in right. the car, I'm yeah. like, dang, he really did contribute overall vibes. A, he is a trooper. I'm excited to have him on the show. <laughs> um, but I will say that um, overall, I think it was one of the better trips that I've ever taken. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, with you and I, it's always fun. It's just you and me. Our first trip ever was to Nashville. That was a nightmare. But like, yeah, 
Um, and that was just because we had just started dating. We didn't know each other. And so that was, and that was, and that's that when was I, like, <laughs> I learned to hate driving. We were like, oh, it's 10 hours. We'll switch off every two hours. <laughs> Cassie got in to 45 minutes of her two hours and she's like, call it, can't do it. And then I, I was it. like, are you, I drove the nine hours and 15 minutes <laughs> back. It was horrible. <laughs> and Look I, how far like, I've come as a person. <laughs> yeah. You drove, what was it? Two or three shifts of three and a half hours. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I know. Very proud. I'm doing it. So, all right. Now we're down in Texas. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts? Just overall, it was just really cool. Yeah. Um, we got in on like Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. and met up with our bassist wife. So his wife was down in Texas because uh, her mom wanted to go to Magnolia and she always needed like a good reason to go. And her son-in-law playing in a band <laughs> there was a good enough reason. Heck yeah. So we met them. And when I met her, when I met his mother-in-law, she was like... Oh my gosh! Thank you for giving me a reason to be here. <laughs> that, yeah, that was pretty fun. Her, yeah, our basis is family. Like his wife and his and his in laws are like the nicest human beings on the planet Earth. Yeah, so nice. She's just hands down. Like you can't, you won't meet a nicer family. Right what there. did you think of Waco? I liked Waco. I felt like Waco. Waco itself as a city just seemed really chill. Um, it, yeah. it, I don't think I expected it to be anything more than what it was, but I think knowing that Magnolia was pretty much the heart of it. Right. made it make sense for when we pulled in. I think that some of the people in the vehicle were a little underwhelmed at Waco itself. Yeah, be- especially like if you see the show because it does show yes. you like the prettiest neighborhoods, which yes. I guess is the whole essence of the show, the worst house in the best neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of surprising. And I feel like Magnolia itself feels a little like quote unquote out of place because you're like in the middle of like nowhere. Yeah. And then there's these older buildings, which are gorgeous, but then just like, boom, it's like the Disneyland of home decor is yeah. Waco. I feel like, like it just kind of <laughs> reminded me of any other like downtown. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, where I'm from in Maryland and D.C. and then, you know, here in North Carolina, like it just reminded me of like downtown. I was like, I was like preparing myself for like a Cracker Barrel Western feel mm. in Texas, but then it was just kind of like downtown Frederick. Everything was definitely bigger. It's though. like downtown Frederick to me or something. I don't yeah. know. Everything was definitely bigger um, for sure. The people were super nice. The people were nice. Like, I feel like, you know, we're technically in the South and Southern hospitality is a real thing. And mm-hmm. the, like, when we were, I remember like being at Bucky's even like, Oh my gosh, I've never people, heard of Bucky's until this trip. The people were so nice. And the closer and closer we got to Texas and the closer we got South, it was just like, they just turned the nice button mm-hmm. to a hundred percent. And I was like, this is pretty cool. If you've like never that. heard of Bucky's, I hadn't either until this trip. And everyone was so excited that we went there. And if you don't know what it is, it's like a Cracker Barrel. Not a Cracker Barrel. No, what's it called? Gold. What's the one where you like eat breakfast and has a store in the front? Cracker Barrel. Oh, Cracker Barrel. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> it's like it's a, like a Cracker Barrel grocery store. So it's like a Cracker, cracker Barrel, barrel tractor supply and a grocery store and gas station all in one. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's huge, and the, their mascot's like a beaver. I thought it was an otter the entire time, but it, yeah, it's a beaver. It's definitely a beaver. Yeah. Bucky's. Yes. <laughs> so that was cool. Um. Oh, we went and got lunch at the, a place called The Union, which is like a big That's, food court. That was a cool spot, too. Which, yeah. if you're a person like me, like my favorite food is a smorgasbord. I don't want to commit to a certain type of food, so I just want it all. So that was the best place for me. <laughs> that was good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. To, again, good. Oh, yeah, we did get tattoos while we were we there. We got some tats. We um, So I have a thing that uh, I do, and whenever I'm, you know, we're, I'm wearing a big hoodie right now when i'm wearing a long sleeve shirt you can't tell but i've got i don't know close to 40 something tattoos 
and I've started this thing years ago. It's called scrap tatting, and I'm kind of giving this away because I think it's fun. I don't, I don't think I created it, but I've definitely adopted it. But I have this thing called scrap tatting, and anytime I visit a new place I've never been before, I get a tattoo. And the tattoo either has to be something that is relevant to that spot or relevant to what I'm doing there. And so everyone in the band and, well, no, um, our drummer didn't do it, but mm-hmm. everyone else um, got a little cactus on our wrists um, as a little, uh, a little, yeah, a little scrap tat, a little tribute to us being in Texas for the first time. Yeah. Or at least you and I for the first time. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever been to Texas before. I don't know. But, but you know, cool. Magnolia got a little cactus and yeah, it was really fun. Walked around a little bit. Just like the whole thing was really cool. I thought it was a really cool uh, experience. Again, like it was hard for me to, to truly enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, every single bit of it. But um, I had literally zero voice and you know, we were praying. I was drinking, you know, so much tea, so much water. Which I didn't realize was a diuretic until like Yeah, Cassie was just basically like poisoning me the entire so time. So tea's diuretic, so it like takes all the moisture out of your out of your throat. So then we just switched to honey water. <laughs> yeah, that was not fun. But yeah. all in all, I feel like all of the prayer, we had so many people, prayer warriors that weren't even there, that hours and hours and hours away that were praying for us, praying for me, praying for mm-hmm. my voice. And um, somehow when we started that song, the first song of the set, and I opened my voice for, I opened my mouth for the first time to sing and a sound came out. It wasn't, you know, what I was used to, but a sound came out and yeah. it wasn't horrible. And people still complimented. They didn't know. I know on like your own personal level, you were not satisfied with I your voice. I definitely was not satisfied. But... Oh, I will say another question I've gotten is like, what was my favorite part of Magnolia itself? I think because we were there on business, like minded, we didn't really tour Magnolia as like um, a touristy spot. Yeah, like do a bunch while we were there. Yeah. All of the restaurants and places you have to get into, like you have to book a year in advance. So there were mm. two hour waits on almost every restaurant and bakery. Um, but the outside was really beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> the landscape was beautiful. The outside vendors, see... and then like the, because they had outside like craft mm-hmm. vendors, that really like made it an experience, even though we couldn't go in any of the buildings. I think just to be able to see what we've been seeing online on TV for so long yeah. in person was just yeah magical. And it really is a person. It's like a good place for someone who wants to go and shop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're new artists with a very small budget, so we weren't going to be there like buying all of their paint and home decor stuff. No. But it was still a really good experience, like as a band, and just seeing, seeing the beloved Magnolia. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. What did you think of the set? I our, liked our, it. Our set, the whole reason we were there. I liked it. I was gonna say you did a good job at like mapping that out, and I was thinking about it too today in the shower. I don't know why. Like I love the intro, and then like how it gets all quiet and goes into crazy. Yeah. Like really makes people like stop and listen. It's funny because when we decided that we were gonna play our first original show, where we got to play a bunch of our own music. Um, I started the set off with a cover song and it's, you know, mainly because no one knows who we are. So we needed to grab their attention somehow. Yeah. And so I love singing Crazy by Gnarls Barkley, um, who a bunch of people are just now finding out that that's CeeLo Green. And yeah, it's I didn't know that until you said that the other night. Absolutely wild to me. Like, I mean, good on him for, you know, having that Look band that. just be its own thing and yeah. not attaching CeeLo Green to it. But yeah. um, it's my favorite, one of my favorite songs ever. And so opening the set off with that song and then going into an original right after that, um, I feel like really set the stage and she's right I mean I did get a lot of compliments we as a band got a lot of compliments but I think it goes to show you like you know you can't be too hard on yourself even though I'm definitely still hard on myself but uh, I walked away from that thinking it was the worst performance I ever performed and you know multiple people came up to me and specifically said how much they liked my voice and I'm like that's 
absolutely wild to me. You must be on drugs because you should hear me when I'm not dying. <laughs> it was just so crazy because we don't get scared for many things, but like performance wise, but this one, I was like so nauseous and scared. And I was like getting in my head about it because it's just a whole other caliber. Like you're mm. on a main stage, you have an actual good sound system. You have George Strait's sound men running your sound. Mm. Which they were, can we just talk about how <laughs> nice of people they were? So nice. The entire They're, stage What was hands, his name, Buddy? Uh, there were too many names for me to remember. But There's two guys with the same name. They were the nicest people the camera has on, a on the- it. Okay, just stop recording, it's fine. I'm actually gonna pause this and then keep it going. Um, so yeah, let's talk about how nice the uh, the sound guys were. I mean, like, so nice. I feel like when we got there, I, I, of course, I was stressing out about my voice, and I was trying to figure out where we're supposed to go. I'm pulling a freaking uh, pickup truck with a trailer on the back of it through this extremely busy area, I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to park. I don't want to have to back this thing up. Half the roads are blocked. Half the roads are blocked, <laughs> and so like I'm like trying to figure out where to go, and every single time I would open my mouth, my band would yell at me. So I was like starting to stress a little bit. <laughs> And then we ran to the security guard, and the guy that walked up right behind the security guard was the sound guy. Yeah. And he was just like, hey, I'm the sound guy. And he's just like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And every single time I would, after we told him that I was on vocal rest because I had laryngitis, every time I would even try saying something to help him out, he would be like, no. And he would ask really? to watch him a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's right, you weren't there. <laughs> every single time I would open my mouth, he would yell at me, the sound guy would yell at me and be like, no. You rushed your voice, and they would ask one of the other guys to help interpret what I was trying to get across. That's so funny. Um, so being the you know the band director in that particular sense was difficult because there's a lot of information that I need to yeah. relay to um, you know the sound engineers and the sound techs, and I can't because I can't speak. Yeah, so, that so was we difficult. they unloaded all the stuff, and um, our bassist wife was helping me like do my eyebrows, like just in the middle of everywhere. So everyone just like saw me get my eyebrows, you know, done. I didn't know that. And then like. <laughs> Abner from Johnny Swim just like looked over and I was like, I don't know if you can see me, but this is happening. Yeah. And then um, when they did their Johnny Swim did their sound check and then we did ours shortly after and we were really crunching on time because we were supposed to be on in like two minutes and we were like having some technical difficulties and mm. then CJ still wasn't changing his show clothes. I was not. So yeah, we had the truck parked along the street, which was right outside the Magnolia Bakery. And when I went and changed, I just like grabbed my clothes and lifted up the trailer and closed it and changed in the trailer but like our trailer was like the loudest creakiest one so like i opened it, it was like <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone just like looked over and i'm like sorry and then like closed it again <laughs> r.i.p to and anyone I listening to this with headphones <laughs> <laughs> dear lord can't be like can't believe i emulated that sound but that's exactly how it sounded and i was like oh my gosh it sounds like someone's dying but yeah went on and it was we had some technical issues, but like by the second song, all the things were working in our ears. Mm -hmm. Oh and yeah, that was that was the uh, the one thing that was driving us crazy when we started. We didn't get it really a long time. Again, love Johnny Swim to death. They sound checked right before us, um, and their sound check just went a little bit longer than I think uh, the sound guys were expecting, and so we weren't able to get up there in the time that we were supposed to. So a lot of the kinks that we were supposed to try to work out, we probably could have, but we ended up not having a whole lot of time, and so. One of the big things, for those of you who don't know how it works, you know, on stage, uh, what's happening is we have in-ears, and in those in-ears, we have monitors, so we're able to hear each other and hear ourselves. We also have backing tracks, so whatever is not being played on stage, I usually have coming through the tracks, and most importantly, click track, and that's what keeps us all in time. Um, traditionally, the drummer is the click track, and sometimes, you know, bands do not play with the click track. The drummer's job is to keep everyone in time. 
Um, but when you're playing with a, with a backing track, you do need to have that so that everyone's staying together. And when we started and we were sound checking, for some reason, the click signal was not being sent to the board. And so in our ears, we could hear the tracks and we could hear each other, but we couldn't hear the click, which is the most- I don't think I could hear drums. So like he wouldn't have been a good- We didn't have enough me. time. We didn't have enough. Yeah, that would have not worked either, but we didn't have <laughs> enough time to sound check anything. So we were just kind of just like, throw it all together. We're just raw dog it and figure out how we got to do it. And when we started the set, we had no click. And so I just looked at Jason and I was just like, you know, just give us some stuff on the cymbals on the hi-hat just to keep us in time. But we have no more time. We have to start. And in the middle of the intro, like the click just comes on and i could have kissed that sound guy oh my gosh, i was like so good. oh my gosh thank you jesus i was so happy. it was just like so many chaotic things happening at once like a shorter sound check you were literally getting changed in the trailer and jr bass was like oh my gosh you need to text him he's not gonna be back in time i was like he went to go change because he doesn't have time i was like i don't know what to do and like we're stressing the mcs like down the floor like okay let's do a trivia question and next i'm like oh my god run Zita, run run that run was, run not to give tmi but like that was extremely stressful as well i was in the trailer in the dark there's no light in there. i know i'm in the trailer in the dark trying to change and i literally get my pants off to put on my new ones and i get a text we're starting and i was like you have got to be kidding me <laughs> So yeah, the I'm guy looked at me. Like, he's like, "Where'd he go?" I was like, "Um, he'll be back quickly." I was like, "I didn't want to say you were like changing," but I was like, "Oh, Jesus." That was that was a little stressful. that came back plus out the there. voice plus the the click track, but it all came together. It sounded really good. Yeah, I think it all ended up working out uh, for the better. People enjoyed it. it seemed like people enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, we got a like a freaking crap ton of followers on Instagram from that show. Yeah, people that really. really um, you know, were encouraged by the lyrics and people that actually like the music. And um, I don't know if you saw, but there's people commenting other venues close to that area to play at awesome. next time we're down in that area. So it's pretty cool the connections that were made. Um, we went so deep in the hole financially for that show, but it was so worth it because right now in the state that we're in with music, um, you know, a lot of what we do is investment um, into the future. We don't make any money. Um, and if there is a little bit that we do, we pay the people that we bring along with us that are, you know, sacrificing their time uh, to come and do these things. And so, um, although it didn't make any sense, you know, fiscally, I feel like in terms of growth and getting us where we need to go, the resume piece of that trip, you know, being able to say like, oh, we played at, you know, celebrations in Waco, Texas at Magnolia. That's that's a pretty big thing. So. Yeah. I'm super, super excited about that. So if you could do this trip again, what would you change for next year? Um, I would have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> I would change nothing other than the fact that I would be able to sing. Yeah. Everything else felt. And then obviously, like, the things that I couldn't change were, you know, the long sound check before us and stuff like that. But I would have a, I would have a voice. What about you? I would plan ahead and we would hit like a tour on the way down play more shows on the way down on the way down the way back. like the the trip was 100 worth it driving 24 hours but if i were to do it again i would make it more worth it by stopping at other venues on the way down so that we can and on the way back optimize our time so it's not just 24 hours for one show it's like 48 hours for five <laughs> no i feel that that was a lot for one and like i said before we found out we were playing in in august and the show was in october we had very little time to yeah it's like end together. of august yeah, yeah so now that's good. Uh, question for you. What's something that you now know that you didn't know before the celebration show? It could be music specific. It can be something about me, something about the band, something about you. Um, I think in a way, one is that like I can do it. Oh, 
because um, I, for those who don't know, I don't really have a lot of music experience. I came from like a church background, but I've also come from churches that didn't, not all the churches pushed me musically in my skill set. It was sometimes just like the heart to want to do it. Um, and then like starting the band, I realized just like how much growing I could do coming from the church background music into like more secular creative writing. And then, um, yeah, I mean like I'm used to bar gigs and stuff like that, but then I was like super nervous to play on a really big stage in front of like prominent people. Mm. And I was like, you know what, I can do it. And it doesn't always have to be perfect. And I think I'm slowly learning that I don't have a voice like Julia Michaels or Amanda Ramirez or even Miley Cyrus or definitely not Ariana, but like I have my own voice Yep. and learning how to manipulate that and make it like my thing. And I don't have to sound like other people to be quote unquote successful for our band. And, you know, we're a whole other different style and different approach and that works for us. So just like seeing that I could do it on a big stage, I'm like, okay, we got it. And like, we put a lot of like legwork into getting there and having everything ready. And it's like, we didn't hire anyone to make tracks or to buy equipment for us or to help us know what to buy or to make merch. Like we did it all ourselves and like, we can do it. Yeah. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of tears and sweat, but like we can do it. I love that. Yeah, I guess that would be my answer is the fact I learned how to do a lot of stuff technically that I did not know how to do before. Yeah. Running backing tracks, running in-ears, um, learning how to, what equipment goes into all that stuff. Shout out to Austin Giorgio for the quick five-minute lesson yeah. he gave me on the phone. Um, but yeah, I love it. And that. it's not even just like us doing it, but like, you know, we are even in the point that like we can do our own skill set, but we're also able to bring people along us who like, like our drummer and our bassist and we can find people who want to be on the journey with us. We don't have to be like perfect before people join us. I love that. That's a really good one. It's a really good answer. Yeah. Very profound. If yeah. you guys haven't been able to tell yet, she gives very deep and intellectual answers <laughs> to these questions. I do not. And my... <laughs> As if. Any other questions from you? No. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging in this far. Um, coming up next, we do have a special guest, and uh, we're going to be introducing him here soon. But before we do that, um, this dude has become probably our one of our closest family friends. Oh yeah. Um, he was the best man in our wedding, and my he was best my best man in our wedding. Um, he has become a brother to me. He's you know probably one of the most talented people that i know um he's a good egg he's a good egg he's his you know, wife him and his incredible. wife are awesome yeah and i i feel like again going back to what we talked about before whenever i asked him to to come and play with us you know i i did actually i didn't even ask him i just was telling him that hey it would be great to share a stage with you again someday like- and he's like i'm gonna be there <laughs> and like you would just be able to feel his presence through uh, through this interview. So yeah. uh, without further ado, this is our conversation with Mr. Jason Alexander. All right. So as promised, we have a special guest on our second episode ever, and it is our probably one of our favorite human beings ever, Mr. Jason Alexander. Whee! Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much so for happy to be here. You guys are my favorites too. Aww. Aww. We asked well, him to do Laura, this. But... We asked him to do this an hour ago. <laughs> and he said yes. Of course, man. So we just got done talking um, about our uh, trip to Magnolia. And we figured it'd be really cool to bring you on to the episode and kind of get your take of 
the weekend because there was a lot more than just playing at Magnolia. There was the you flying down from New York and then the trip down to Texas and then playing and then the trip back. So we just wanted to ask you some questions and just kind of see, you know, what your thoughts were, how Jason's you felt about it. Jason's hot take on it. Yeah, Jason's hot take on our trip to Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the the playing at Silobration was maybe actually technically 5% of the whole <laughs> it trip. It is so true. It's so true. <laughs> Accurate. Um, yeah, but there's there's a ton of other like experiences that were had on the way there. So, I'm excited. I got to <laughs> Yeah, I got to <laughs> Sorry, we might want need to cut here, but like I got to remind myself not to touch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting um, that out. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> okay, right, that's fine. That's fine. I touch everything, so if you hear noises coming through, I'm a I'm a fidgeter. And, so and this is why. this is the most unofficial podcast there is. Like I'm sitting in a chair that squeaks about every five seconds, and um, okay. I'm like okay, 100% I just manhandled sure. my microphone. I was like, Cassie's <laughs> been grabbing her microphone the entire time we've been recording. Dude, yeah. we're just here to have fun. We know that there are people that have been asking us about the trip. And uh, we had that next show that we'll talk about in another episode, but that was keeping our focus away from like actually celebrating celebration, like we said earlier. Yeah. And so um, you were part of that trip. Um, so let's start off with the phone conversation you and I had. I mentioned it earlier when we were talking. I kind of just like presented it as a man. It would be so cool if we got the opportunity to play with you at this thing. But obviously we can't make that happen. You were and fishing. <laughs> you, yeah. I, I mean, in a way, but like what was going through your head? You answered so quickly. What was going through your head when we, whenever I reached out to you about the fact that we we're going to be playing there? And I didn't officially ask you. I was just kind of talking to you about it. Like literally nothing. Like head <laughs> empty. Just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, immediately. Um, and then it's like, I need to talk to my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, I said yes. And I was like, oh, I was continuing to say yes for like a few minutes. And I was like, oh, I should probably check Laura. <laughs> um, Which, for so, those of you okay. who don't know Jason very well, his wife is the coolest person ever too. So like, yeah. No, and I think I had even, it's, I had even volunteered her to go along. So she was planning to come <laughs> at, for some point. And then we realized that we were going to be driving in a pickup truck and it was going to be potentially six people in a pickup truck for 18 hours and i was like well maybe not that because you can yeah we have cats we have two cats at home and so it can be a hassle to find someone to come and check in on them yeah. um, and it was going to be for some time so it, we decided it was better for her to stay at home but she really regrets that and she wanted well not regrets but she you know she wishes that she could have been there to to come along and have this fun experience but um you know i was missing her the whole time but yeah definitely um just like i said head empty i was like yeah let's go let's do it i love to play music what really was i was thinking i think is something along the lines of like i haven't played drums live in a year at least <laughs> jeez um and i was like man i i gotta get back out there um i'm living in new york city i just moved to new york city and like i haven't played drums and i feel like this is such a you know, so it's so funny. I left New York City to go play drums, but it was part of me committing myself to like, I'm going to get back into yep. music and start putting myself out there. And so, yeah, it was it was great Dude, since, since I've. Yeah. Of, yeah. Thank you guys so much for inviting me and thinking of me. And since I've you know gone on this trip with you, I've come back to, to New York, Brooklyn, and I've been trying to put myself out there more, um, less so with music, but with other just social stuff, I've been trying to make more friends. And so it's, you know, yeah, it's been a great, uh, it was a great 
to get out of my comfort zone a little bit, which is just kind of hold up in in my office with my two monitors. <laughs> well, I was, I was getting ready to make a note that like, um, you know, and I'm not gonna sit here and like tell your whole life story. Jason works from home, his wife works from home, and like literally he's probably one of the most talented people. We said this earlier, one of the most talented people that we know. And so oh, uh, thank you. Jason and I actually used to play music together. You know, he played drums for me when I was doing my solo project for a couple different things. And we all met leading worship and playing music in churches. Um, and so like we've always been around Jason doing something creative or something artistic. And so when he hit me with that, I haven't played drums in a year. I was I thought he was lying, actually, because I'm like, <laughs> there's no way that you haven't played drums in a year. Like, yeah, like, that's you. That's yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah, you are very talented, but you definitely like you you go through different like chapters of like what your talent is. Right now, he's doing some ridiculous like like oh, actually he'll say he quick. just draws rectangles all day, but yeah. he draws a lot of stuff that's not rectangles. And he's so good. <laughs> I was going to say real quick, take like two seconds, maybe a little longer than two seconds. But like you've, so he's a drummer. We've already established that. What are some of the other outlets that you have that are some of the t like, like creative things that you enjoy doing? Sure. Um, so during the day, I am a uh, web designer, so software designer, more specifically, um, for a for a specific company. So I work for a financial startup. Um, so you know, uh, UX and UI design is one of my uh, minor passions I would say I also so I play drums I play all sorts of instruments but primarily drums I can I can noodle a little bit on guitar <laughs> I can, can noodle. play <laughs> I can play a little bit of bass my original instrument was like piano and so I can kind of fiddle around on keyboards a little bit as well so I've got all those instruments that I like to play sometimes and sometimes I put them together to make music occasionally <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I kind of hate how humble he's being right now. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, hate, I hate how humble he's being. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, it's like I said. I've been the music's been on the back burner for a little bit. So recently, I've decided that um, you know, I want to try to get good at illustrating and doing art, uh, visual arts as well. So I've been taking up uh, all sorts of drawing, but mo mostly like kind of. I've been doing pen and pencil pencil drawings and combining some watercolor with that occasionally. And then also I do some digital drawing. Um, yeah, but that's that's mostly it. And I play video games for fun. <laughs> He's got to um, have something that he just does for fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about me, but you guys do way more than I do. Dude, well, I mean, in all honesty, bro, like I feel like there's this this point to where we have a lot of creative friends. Like there's a lot of people that we surround ourselves with that challenge us that you know every single time that jason would be doing something whether and, he, and he's being very modest and uh, i know that he's got his own music project that he was working on he might be taking a little bit of a break from right now but i'm sure you'll get back into doing that too once you've scratched this itch in the artistic world um of drawing and whatnot but mm -hmm. um you know just definitely check this guy out so like we'll obviously drop all of his like handles and stuff like that um, wherever we're posting this so that way you guys can go follow him as well um, and just see what he's doing I, and I think it was such a smart move for you to just put art in your Instagram handle because you just create <laughs> all of it you know so like yeah, it just he, makes it so he's that it so overtakes. humble and talks like he wasn't like one of the most successful photographers from our area exactly that's like, what I'm he saying had, there's so like, much that he's done like a three-year photography business that everyone was just like scratching to get in his like in his line <laughs> of view for them to like a subject. And I and I said this to Jason on the trip to Texas, and we'll get back to talking about Texas here in a second. The reason I'm a photographer, I own a photography business, and the reason I'm a photographer is because of Jason. Mm -hmm. I literally had a conversation with him. I was like, I've been wanting to get into this, and I've never had anyone tell me how this stuff works. And he gave me a... Do you remember that? We went to the... 
Yeah. And yeah. you gave me a crash course on how the camera operates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Like, <laughs> I, I uh, recently, you know, I've, I've had some other friends who are getting into photography. I, I also, I forgot to mention this, but I've been doing photography since maybe I was 15. I started in a tech school. I mean, I've, I've been doing quote unquote photography since maybe I was like 12 with a little point and shoot camera. But, um, <laughs> you know. I got into like more professional photography with like DSLRs and stuff when I was going through high school. And um, yeah, that just led to me having this passion that carried throughout like kind of my early, my late teens and early 20s. Um, I'm 25 now, but I'm, yeah, I've been getting kind of passionate about like on the side, I'm saying passionate, but I love helping people do photography and I love having them because there's a lot of people who start it and like they think that they're just kind of getting into like a they're shooting with their cell phone and anyone can do it and there's a lot more to it mm-hmm. than that to be a f- professional photographer that's not what we're here to talk about no I, I just wanted so. to make sure that everyone knew yeah. like the multitude of this man's capabilities so talented <laughs> so talented i remember when i first found you on instagram and saw your photography i was like wow that's just a picture of a girl looking at a leaf and that looks so cool i, like, yeah. I want to be the next girl to look at a leaf in a picture and they were so uh, do i have you looking at a leaf um, I know I've taken no, you ha- there is one of me in front of leaves, like a bush, looking to the oh, side, yeah. and then like one in like the fog, and I'm like, wow, he made fog look <laughs> so cool. I know it's so crazy because like the whole mindset of bringing him onto this episode is talk about celebration, and I don't think it. We might have to have like a whole other episode, maybe later on down the road, where we bring him on and we just talk about the past. Yeah. Because there's so much that you and I separately have like experienced and done with Jason. Yeah, I didn't even know. And then know. also together. So like, we'll make that a whole different episode where we're just like life with Jason. Bonded over Jason. <laughs> yeah. Life with Jason. So, yeah. So let's go back to Texas. So obviously, like you said, yes. Um, you were like, I, you know, I got to talk to my wife first and everything like that. Um, you hadn't played drums in a while. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you sold your drum set when you moved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? So moving from... Yeah, yeah. From moving from Baltimore to um, Brooklyn, New York City is like you have to get rid of a lot of stuff that you yeah. would have normally. So you know, just just because the price of apartments is insane. So yeah, I did have to let go of my drum kit. It's it was my first kit that I owned, and I had owned it since um, I got out of high school. Right after I got out of high school, my band director, band teacher, was like. Hey, I this guy has a really cool kit. Uh, like it's a cheap kit, but it's a good one. They use it for recording in studios, like this Birch, nice Birch, uh, Pearl Vision kit. So, I bought it, and somewhere along the line, I stripped all the, uh, the, what do you call it? The, uh, the lining. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? I know the, what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the, the wrap or the yeah the wrap, the wrap yeah, yeah okay that, yeah I stripped the wrap off of it uh, it took me like oh two weeks to do it like I'm sitting here with this heat gun and Laura's watching me like prying it off like, <laughs> like over a series of hours and then I painted it um, and you know did a ter- terrible awful paint job on it white and white and like this weird rose gold and I loved that kit though um, you know it went with me everywhere for the first few. You know sh- shows i did it went with us to when we played auto bar oh that's right um, yes that was yeah. the kit yeah so um i loved that kit did a few music videos with me um but i had to let it go so i i didn't even have a kit and it was so funny because you i at some point i was like i, I took you know i kept all my snare and cymbals and sticks and stuff of course but i was like hey are they gonna have like a house kit and you were like you know what that's a, that's good, a great I, question, good question. <laughs> Because I just assumed that they would because it's a festival. And then they were like, you reached out to someone. They were like, no. no yeah. And we were like, 
Oh, okay. That's like a <laughs> that's a problem because I don't have a kit, and even if I did, I'm not taking one from New, New York, York to yeah. Texas. Um, yeah, because the plan was for me to fly. We we set up this plan, and the plan was for me to fly from New York originally to Texas, and then the, the tickets were actually much cheaper to fly to Wilmington, and then we could all ride in the truck together. Yeah, um, which was great. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. So, um, but yeah, there was no way the drums were getting transported all the way that far for just kind of like this one-off show so well and, and we're gonna rent and yeah well going yeah. back to that we talked about it too like we were literally accepted into this thing in at the end of august and the show was in october and so like we were like fiercely emailing this person back and forth trying to get information and the person that we were talking to god bless her heart she's just the event coordinator she probably doesn't know what a kit was right. and me talking in tech writer terms like well there'll be a house kit and she's probably thinking to herself i don't even know what that is i'm just gonna say no <laughs> and so when we finally got in touch with the actual like tech guy he's like well of course there's a tech there's a house kit and i'm like yeah oh, well thank you god <laughs> yeah exactly right you're gonna do a festival with no house kits and then you know <laughs> yeah no that was that was that would have been kind of uh tough to to navigate so yeah for sure. totally super excited that um we got to play it was a beautiful kit as well it was can't remember but it was i know it had a gold like sparkle finish at uh yeah i meant to email them to ask them what it was yes yeah, I, I thought we emailed them to ask them what the drum set was but maybe we forgot i think oh, you only yeah? ask about your lost stick bag yeah that was the only thing lost that... stick bag on oh. the trip did you find it did anyone find it i copied you to the email but i don't know if they emailed oh back oh god i probably have to email them <laughs> i have no idea i i i don't know but Okay, we'll check in on what I said. I left my stick bag, bag in Texas. Spoilers, <laughs> yeah. They said they found a stick bag and they gave it to some person. They gave it to the, to the tech guy, I think. Or maybe one of the connections there. I don't know. Oh, man. But gosh. real quick, okay, let's yeah. just talk about the drive down and how you didn't sleep for like 36 hours. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jason needs to like rest or something. But I'm glad you didn't because you kept CJ awake. And I <laughs> love that. Yeah, how, like, what made you want. Okay, first off, we already know, but tell the audience. Uh, you know, you didn't want to drive. Let's let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So again, I moved. It's uh, November now. I moved to Brooklyn in May. So when you, when you move to New York City, it's it's unlikely. Depending on the the borough that you live in, it's unlikely that you will need a car just because the, the public transit here is so good, and it's actually more inconvenient sometimes to to have to drive a car. Yeah. Um. So we sold our car. Uh, upon moving here and so that meant that i hadn't driven and still have not driven in <laughs> six months Good Lord. Um, i also have never driven a pickup truck i've driven like a 15 passenger van on the highway straight like for a half an hour once um very long time ago and the only I've, I've never driven anything else like that big like a pickup truck especially and then i've also never pulled anything behind me <laughs> never pulled a trailer so it was like this combination of these three factors that would like lead to disaster if i could have potentially driven and also like we're driving overnight we were leaving you know at five, four or five p.m and then gonna drive 18 hours through the night um alternating uh people and it was just not I didn't want to be the one who had to pick up the wheel at 2 a.m. never having driven a pickup <laughs> truck or pulled a trailer. So, uh, yeah, it was not going to be me. So I, I opted out of that real fast. Um, and I was like, look, you can do it if you want. I, I can drive if you want me to, but I don't think you really want me to. And so <laughs> what in did an you emergency, do, I'll drive straight on the highway <laughs> in an emergency. But 
don't make me pull into like the the venue and drive the trailer around. But do you know what's funny? (laughs) It's funny that you offered to contribute directions and overall vibes, which you definitely did. You did. And second of all, (laughs) I didn't. I didn't have to deliver much directions. It's most. It was mostly a straight shot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, just twenty west. South. (laughs) Yeah, but but I did contribute overall vibes when I was not. Knocked out. <laughs> he did deliver on that. I think what's funny is I love that you have that radar and that gauge. She's like, I'm probably not the best fit because I also have never driven a truck or pulled anything. <laughs> and I took over at the airport and she's just like, oh my God, she can't drive. She can't drive. But you and I, trucks I missed the first exit and he's like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. Yeah. And I, and like I was that- like, listen, I've never pulled a trailer before. And she's just like, what? You've never pulled a trailer? <laughs> No, I feel like, yeah, and that yeah, would have probably would have been the way that Jason felt because I'm not kidding you. It was probably three minutes after Cassie forced me. She like literally forced me to sit in the back. You did too. You we helped had with a, that. We I had also a plan. forced you. Yeah, yeah. He had not been sleeping too hot, so we <laughs> wanted to give him a break. I um, felt great. I we, could drive. We mastered that plan before we even left our house. We're like, listen, there's two against one. We can take him. Well, <laughs> two minutes into y'all's plan. Cassie misses the exit. Yeah, I backed up with the trailer. He's like, you can't back up with the trailer. I was like, watch me. Backs up into the, into the highway with this trailer. And I'm like, dear God. We made it. Oh God, and she yeah. did okay. But I'm, I, to be honest with you, I respect the fact that you have that type of internal gauge. Because, I mean, for me, I'm always, I'm a, I'll figure it out type of guy. Me and too. that mm. that probably isn't the safest thing in a lot of such, such, uh, situations or circumstances. Um, and But the fact that you know what you're, your strong points are and also what your weak points are that's um admirable in my opinion and i respect yeah. that more so and so we did spend it out of the four of us three of us rotated the driving but jason did provide overall vibes and you say unless you, you were knocked out i don't feel like you slept that much i tried to i tried to not sleep and this is like a thing that i picked up from laura laura well no, laura just can't sleep like she she's so, she can get so nervous in the car if someone is uh you know if someone else is driving just because like she she feels like she's not in control which yeah. is fine you know it's she it's not that she wants to be in control it's just that um she doesn't know what's going to happen it's more of an internal thing um so i tried to to not be asleep while everyone else was asleep i tried to make sure the driver always had a buddy yeah um that failed sometimes because i would fall asleep and then someone else would fall asleep after <laughs> i <I'd- laughs> there was but, there was a three hour stint where i was i was driving and y'all were all gone, like every single one of you. I had a podcast in my ears because I was like, I'm not going to survive. Yeah, I was in the front seat and I wake up because he's rubbing my head. He's like, I'm tired. I t- I t- Cassie, I was like, I'm going to need you to wake up. It's been four hours. I was I've like, you need to me to drive? He's like, no, just be awake. I was like, no. But other than that, though, I feel like you were awake with me the longest. Because like, I, oh, I feel yeah. like, yeah. Like, yeah, CJ on the way back drove a full almost 24 hours that was wild <laughs> i think halfway um, through that was just to see if i could do it and you were helping me with that big time yeah we tried to get him to switch but he just he he just wanted to do it. and i was like all right well i'm gonna keep you awake then i mean it felt it was fine you know like 12 hours in i was like wow we've been just hanging out and talking for like 12 and hours. i feel like we got to know like Does I, we've, Laura known know each, this? we've known each other yeah i think laura knows we've known each other for years now um for those of you, I think I mentioned it before. Jason was the best man in my wedding. Uh, we've been super close um, before that and then, and then since then. And I feel like we've learned so much more about each other in the first like 12 hours of that drive home than I think we probably knew of each other before that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was really awesome to get to connect in that way. Like, I know CJ and I have also like we would hang out at the studio sometimes yeah. and I was trying to put together songs or he was doing something and he needed a drummer and then we'd be like outside the studio talking for an hour because we just couldn't like Leave. get in the car and <laughs> <Yeah>. go home. <laughs> so this felt like that, but like we didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, like we were so stuck. We got to just talk about all the things, uh, all the people that we knew and um, all the, the, the things that we went through living in Hagerstown, Maryland. Uh, we just got to talk through that for like, you know, 12 12 uh 24 hours actually yeah um and it yeah again it didn't i didn't feel tired by it it was great because you know cassie and jay got to just snooze hang out <laughs> hang out in the back seat and just like chill so out we left at four in the morning in. that was uh, that was that was i think waking up was worse than the first 12 hours of driving <laughs> and it, i don't know if you remember this because you and i were the only ones awake but cassie wanted us to wake her up for the sunrise remember that and do you remember it being like 8 45 in the morning and it was still dark Oh, I do remember. That was, was stressing so me out. It was so strange. <laughs> like, it was so was early. Like, What's happening? It was like later <laughs> in the morning and it was still pitch black. I'm like, why is it pushing nine o'clock and still dark outside? <laughs> it's kind of making me feel like we were driving through some type of vortex. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. But, but so, I mean, we made it through. We did. Go ahead. So let me ask you this. What was your favorite part of like, so we've all three played together before, but what was it like playing together for the first time in like three years all together? Yeah. Well, actually, well, so yeah, I was going to say like, I, my favorite part was getting to play with the Greys and see the Greys for the first time because I had never seen oh, you two good point. at all mm -hmm. or other than you know your wedding you sang together for the first time you know as the Greys but in, in your normal habitat since you've uh, moved to Wilmington and you've been there for these two years and you've been honing your craft it was really awesome to see like the level of growth of CJ specifically um, from you know CJ in Hagerstown as Lico yeah. to <laughs> CJ in Wilmington like you were it was phenomenal to watch you you know play and do these loops and it was very intricate and you guys have got these medleys going and it was that was amazing um, <laughs> it was awesome. awesome to see Cassie uh, take on the, it felt like this new level of confidence that I hadn't seen from you before um yeah. you're talking to the you're doing crowd work like you know because I've seen you sing at church but it, it's just a different environment it's a different vibe yeah. and you singing to a crowd and singing your own songs that you've written and they're these deeply personal songs it's very um it's different and it was exciting to see that I think that the Greys is definitely an experience that you have to also see live. The music is phenomenal, but if you get the chance to see you two live, it's it's different because there's so much music and so many things that you do that you don't put out as a recording. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's like awesome. Well, Talk about, you know, being humble. <laughs> <laughs> that warms our freaking heart, man. <laughs> I didn't really yeah. think about it that way. I guess I was like, oh, yeah, we've known each other for years, but I guess you really never saw the grays until this trip. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. And I mean, and like, obviously, that will become a, that is a core memory for us is you being on the drums at our wedding playing our vows with us is a core <laughs> yeah. memory but i mean in all honesty you know that was the first song we ever wrote together and although it's our vows so what the song means in itself is a lot to us just personally right. we have grown a lot since oh yeah then, we were like babies didn't know yeah. what we were doing like we don't write any yeah he, he still remembers it <laughs> dude no that really means the freaking world to us and i think that's why that that show was so special for me we mentioned it when her and i were talking how i didn't have a voice for that show um, but I think that there was just this like peace because I know you like I have shared a yeah. stage with you. I the 
Jay, our bassist, like is so talented. We've played with him once before that. And like, you know, he's learning these songs and stuff like that. Jason's learning these songs for the first time too, but I don't think I had anywhere close to like any type of doubt because I'm like, I know him. Like, you know, I don't know. It's, it feels weird that you never saw us before, but in my brain, you knew these songs and you knew us and you just knew yeah. it. Um, and I feel like that just goes to the relationship that we all have. Um, but I do really appreciate you kind of noticing that that growth and um, that I'm glad it was an experience for you as well because um, you know we obviously couldn't have done it without you. Um, I believe. Yeah, we took the city boy to the middle of Waco, Texas, and there's tumbleweeds <laughs> and dirt, and he had fun. He had a good time. He had a yeah, good time. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I loved it. It was it was beautiful there. Shout out to excuse me. Shout out to Celebration. They were. Um, they, they have such a cool setup there and you know what they're able to do in that that space um is is wonderful as well yeah. i um yeah i was also gonna say like man you know, talk there were there were there were definitely some some bumps along the way like you had like you were saying you had your voice um but also when we when we arrived um so we had, we had practiced a couple times with the tracks and the clicks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, when you perform with a backing track, you have to have a, a, a click, which is like a meter that goes along with it so that you don't get off of time with so the track. So important. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's extremely important if you want to ha uh, represent your music in the kind of the fullest way, yeah. right? Um, and, and how that people would hear it in the recording. Um, and when we got there, we had practiced and we had the clicks and the tracks ready to go. CJ's looking super professional. He's got his like DI box and he's got all the tracks <laughs> loaded into the iPad and we, we've got all this gear. And then we show up and we get on stage and we've practiced and um, we start checking the tracks in our sound check. And he go, the, the, front, the front of house engineer, he goes, yeah, I don't have any any click coming through and so for the next 10 minutes we're trying to we're desperately trying to figure <laughs> out the tracks because also at the same time you know our sound check has been cut short a little bit because johnny swim had to move theirs um we're happy to oblige that um but it was so scary uh, <laughs> because at the end of the, at the end of the sound check he's like hey man we gotta go and so i'm just like i'm talking to cj i'm like okay well listen we can do this um <laughs> I can do these like three songs as long as the track is like blaring in my ears and stay on time. It's it's okay. Like we're gonna make that make it work. And then um, so they introduce us. CJ also had, had hadn't changed yet, so he had to run off stage and change while he's introducing us. And he's coming back to the stage and he puts on his guitar. And then I start the intro track. And lo and behold, there's click. <laughs> and we we just about cried. We looked at the front of the house engineer. We we almost cried. <laughs> we were like, oh my I god. I love hearing your take on god. it. I love hearing your take on it because in the middle when there was no track, I pulled out my phone in the middle of everyone and I went to like my group chat with some people and I was like, guys. So CJ lost his voice, and that was like a text message a couple of days ago. That was like, please pray. CJ lost his voice. I just pulled yeah. back, I was like, we lost all of our audio. Like all of our tech is <laughs> sucking. Please pray again. It's, uh, the, I think my favorite part about all this stuff is, I've like I said, I've known you for a while. Jason is very, very good at at keeping himself composed. <laughs> so like the so whole cool. time he was so chill, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, bro, yeah. we just ran these tracks and clicks literally this morning, maybe an hour before, and they we were, were working. We were practicing fine. the tracks, <laughs> and yeah, they were and it was fine. fine. And I'm freaking out. And Jason's just like, listen, man. If we got like he's talking so I'm like, he's will like, you please freak out with me? I love how he's like he was like, bro, it's gonna be fine. You can't let me down. 
I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm letting everyone down. Jay's like, you could never let me down. And I was like, I'm going to throw something at you. And you need to like yell or raise your voice or something because this is ridiculous. But he's right. Yeah. Whenever the click came in during that intro, I could have kissed the sound guy. I'm not even kidding, yeah. dude. I was so happy. Like, I looked back at Jason. Jason's eyes are like so bright. He's like, we're going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the moment when I was like, okay, everything's going to be okay. No matter what happens. We have the click at least. So even if there was like click and no tracks, like, that would have been fine. There's something we can work with. And I've been in this situation before, which is why maybe I was able to remain calm is because I know not to expect stuff to work. Yeah. I know that you're going to show up. And I'm like, I'm always, when I go on a trip, I'm like, what is the thing that I'm going to forget? Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is the thing I left at home? Is it the in ears? Is it the sticks? Is it, what is the problem? And this time it was the sticks that I left at the event. Um, but I'm always prepared for, you know, some sort of scenario to go wrong. Um, and again, this was one that I had dealt with before and I knew how to kind of navigate a little bit. I knew it was going to be messy if we had to go through that. But yeah. I was like, I can make some stuff happen. And, you know, these are their songs. They practice them. They play them for hours um, multiple times a week. So they know yeah. like it's it's going to be OK. Yeah. You know, it's not like a church service where everyone had just like learned the songs yesterday. Yeah, it's true. true. I just love seeing um, the personalities through these situations because CJ's freaking out. You and Jay were as cool as Cucumber. Like, oh, you can't let us down. It's going to be fun. And I was like, this is our fate. It's just <laughs> well, is what it is. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm also a very chill person. But you guys got to understand. I drove y'all 20 hours south to not be able to do the only job I have, and that's singing to a microphone. I was so beside myself stressed. Yeah. Like, and so like I'm thinking to myself, okay, not only can I not sing, but I also screwed something up with the tracks to where now we don't have a click track. I was about to yeet myself off the stage. Like, I don't deserve to be up here. This is ridiculous. That's so, and like they're like, CJ, you could never fail us. And I'm like, would y'all shut up and freak out with me, please? Like, but it was so cool. We threw it all with like our best friends. Okay, wait, hold on a second. Let's pause and talk about one very important thing. Two very important things. Oh god. The first one is Whataburger. 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 Yeah, okay, let's hear Jason's take on Whataburger first. You've had it before though. Right. Yeah, I'd had I'd had Whataburger before. I don't um, even remember what it was on the way down. I think you and I were in the back seat, and somehow we were negotiating. He's like, "It's okay. You just got to get me Whataburger." I was like, "Okay, we'll get you Whataburger." And he yeah. was like, "But don't get your hopes up. It's just a step above McDonald's." <laughs> we so we, yeah. Well, we were okay. We were leaving, and we had we had a couple. I mean. From the start, there were, again, some hiccups, like there was something wrong with the trailer, so we had to leave a little <laughs> bit later. And we were supposed to, where were we supposed to go? Where were we supposed to take me at first to eat? Uh, oh, oh uh, cookout. cookout. We were going to yeah. go to cookout. cookout. I was like, we I'll get you cookout. cookout. And I was like, okay, cool. We're like, I'm pretty hungry. We're going to leave and go get cookout Like as we're leaving. And then CJ pulls off the exit and we're, we're like on the highway. And we're like, hey, so are we going to stop at cookout? And CJ's like, oh. I didn't know about cookout because he was out getting the trailer set up. And I was like, oh, dang. So then I, I negotiated with Cassie. I was like, okay, forget the cookout. There's not one on the way. We'll just get Whataburger when we get there. That's the only thing we have to do. Um, and we did end up getting the Whataburger. And it was delicious. It was it was amazing. Um, I had had it before. There's one. I think there's one or two single Whataburgers in Florida. My parents live in Florida. So I'd had it before. And I, I was unassuming. I was like, I tried it and I was expecting it to be better than it was. And then I was getting halfway through the burger and I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of hitting a little bit. So every time I see, every time I go to Whataburger, um, I have to get one just because it just, something about it, like it, it works really well. So, um, but yeah. I like how you have to be halfway uh, through the burger to be like, nah, wait, but this is not a miss. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. 
we we had it the the night that we arrived in Texas. I remember glorious. not being able to. Um, I didn't get the chance to enjoy that either because. Yeah, it was so was, good though. Yeah, <laughs> I literally did not. Man, we had talked about it already, but I feel like I enjoyed it for what it was, but I also did not enjoy the trip because I was just so stressed. Yeah. But um, what was the second thing? Beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets. <laughs> Beaver nuggets. <laughs> So for anyone who doesn't know, in the South, there is a gas station uh, franchise called Bucky's, and it's Oof. like this giant sprawling gas station with like probably a hundred pumps at one, like so <laughs> in true. one area. It's huge. And on the inside, it's almost like a grocery store and the, the bathrooms look like locker rooms, as, as Cassie often <laughs> pointed out. So I was like, oh my God, I got lost in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. One of the staple uh, Bucky's items is the beaver nuggets which is like i don't even know how to describe it it tastes kind of like a, a corn puff or corn pop like cereal covered in like maple syrup it's it's awful and amazing all at the same time so <laughs> awful and amazing Precisely. we God, uh, I, love I, I put everyone else in the group onto it and then we had to stop on the way back and grab some more beaver nuggets <laughs> yeah no that was definitely and that was not usually my cup of tea i'm not a big sweets person um, I know Jason's got a sweet tooth, um, and Jay also has a sweet tooth. Yeah. Cassie's got one every once in a while. I, I like Clean Top, but... I liked it, because it's like, it tastes like butter, then it tastes like pop cereal, then it tastes like caramel corn. And by the time I could figure out if I liked it or not, I ate another one, so. <laughs> I think you liked it. I feel like you liked it. The funniest thing about it, though, is the entire time we were talking about Bucky's and the beaver nuggets and all this different stuff, Cassie still thought that the place was, the mascot was an otter. Yeah, I was so confused. <laughs> like My little koozie that I got, I was like, oh my god, it's an otter. But it's a beaver. It's a beaver empire. And yeah. it was a very, we were saying very it's like place. Golden Corral and Tractor Supply mixed with a grocery <laughs> store and a gas station all in one. You keep yeah. saying Golden Crow, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Dang it. Barrel. Not Golden Crow. Not Golden Crow. Cracker There's like barrel. a shrine to the beaver outside. Yes. Like a, a, a gilded golden uh, bull statue, but it's instead of the golden bull, it's a, the golden beaver. It's pretty and we little, I think we got a photo of that. Yeah, we got a picture. We do have a picture. That's amazing. Um, yeah. But no, that was definitely a good vibe. Um, the, the whole trip, in my opinion, was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, getting the chance to spend that much time with you. Um, you know, we did a small little rehearsal in here. Oh, another thing that, to mention, you can talk about how this affected you or how it didn't affect you. Uh, Jason never performed or practiced these songs with us on an actual drum set. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when we got on stage to sound check to perform was the first time that Jason had sat on a drum set with us to play these songs. Yeah. What was that like for you? Yeah. Um, so... CJ probably got like so annoyed at me on the during the like build up to this event because I I knew that I needed to practice playing drums because again I haven't practiced I haven't played drums in a year I haven't touched a like practice pad in a year maybe like half a year but um, so I needed to get into there's there's practice studio spaces in New York um, and the one I went to I'll shout it out really quick um, free ad for uh, pirate.com it sounds sketchy okay. but it is a real like <laughs> if you live in a major city it is a real uh, practice studio space and they have somewhat reasonable uh, pricing um, and you get to just rent out a whole pl uh, like a whole you know decent maybe seven by seven size room maybe Heck ten yeah. by ten and just they have a drum set ready for you and show up and you just jam it out so the whole time i was kind of like pressing cj i was like hey what's the set list <laughs> like what songs are we gonna do like way too early because i'm super nervous about this sort of thing um so 
yeah i was asking him back in like september and knowing that like <laughs> n the the norm for us is like we can pick up songs like within a week usually um but i was so far behind so i need i did get into the practice <laughs> space and i got to practice some of the songs and then i noticed that i didn't read the set list right so i missed a couple songs so i showed up <laughs> and cg's like oh yeah so we're gonna do this here and i was like oh oh no and then i'm thinking like oh my god i'm never getting another gig with this guy again because <laughs> i i missed I some of the songs but I remember the rehearsal. We were like, "Oh, there's this song." Is what? That's a song? And he's like, "I did not see that on the list." I think my favorite part about it was we had talk on the set list to remind yeah. us to talk between songs. And Jason and Jay were like, "Why are we singing the song talk four times in the set?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, no, we're supposed to talk during that. No, I, I figured it. I figured it out after seeing it for the third time. I was like, "Okay, we're gonna do talk again. Maybe it's a different <laughs> one." Um, no. Um, but yeah, like the it's, so yeah, and then you killed it. so I was that was part of it, and so like showing up and CJ has this cool like sample drum pad, so we practiced a little bit using. When I say we practiced, I mean I was like kind of sitting on a stool using like a little Elisa sample pad, like the six square, um, and trying to figure out how to play kick drum with my hand um, was <laughs> <laughs> while I still kept up the hi hat and snare was a fun experience, but yeah. Um, it was it was a little nerve-wracking i've been in this situation before but it's it can be tough to um ad excuse me adapt to new settings so it was scary um especially when you hear that the click is not going to be there and you're <laughs> trying to figure out like okay yeah i should be focusing on my d dynamics and how i'm going to tell the story of the song through the drums and all these other like silly things but then you know when it comes down to it uh really you know you're either kind of prepared or you're not and it, yeah. it comes down to the practice that you did before um and knowing that you know you you have it under your hands so i felt pretty okay the the only thing that freaked me out was the click um but you know you did but phenomenal and i just to like set the record straight i definitely wasn't annoyed with you i was annoyed with myself so most people um are you know procrastinators i'm not a procrastinator i'm a master procrastinator i am <laughs> the best procrastinator that there is and I, I own my own company right now and I've been running that. And so like, that's always just been the front of mind. And I kept telling myself like every single week, I, I gotta get these tracks out to Jason. I gotta get these tracks out to Jason. And then I would have like a free moment and fill it with sleep. And I was like, <laughs> dang it, I never got the tracks out to Jason. And I got Cassie hounding me, I got Jason texting me. So you were never annoying me. If anything, you were keeping me on top of things. And um, again, like I mentioned before we brought Jason on, um, a lot of this stuff was new to me. So I was trying to figure out how do I even run these backing tracks? Because yeah. I didn't want to admit it to the guys, but I was like, there might be a certain, like a, um, a, a version of this to where we actually don't have tracks and we're just going and playing rhythm section and we sing because I might not know how to figure this out. And so like I was telling them, oh, I'm going to send you guys tracks. Meanwhile, like researching, how do I make tracks? So yeah. like <laughs> that took a long time because we had to get the right gear. Because yeah. I don't know if many people know this, the gear that we had to buy, you can't use it in every state or in every city because every city has a different frequency for radio. Yeah, for the oh in-ear. So we had to find the right in-ear system that would work in Waco and then like Dreaming for Wilmington and Charlotte and Raleigh. And then some systems didn't work in Raleigh but it worked in Waco but not Wilmington so we had to do a lot of research yeah. to find the right system that there's a lot of science that goes wow. into like the in-ear <laughs> stuff and so like that and again I have paralysis by analysis so like I started watching these videos and I was like I'm just gonna call the store and be like what do I buy thinking that these YouTube videos were fibbing they're like oh yeah you can use it in this state but you can't use it in this state and then I found out like no that's legit you have to like you can't use it in certain oh places but gosh, real quick nuts. 
This is just a big testament to like all of y'all because I said earlier, like we put our band in weird situations in the fact that like we've never played together until 24 hours before the show. And Jason and Jay just met each other 24 hours beforehand. So like, how was that for you? Because we have Jason Alexander right now, who's our drummer for this trip. And then we have Jay Alexander, who's our bassist. And so, you know, y'all met 24 hours before the actual show. And I feel like y'all vibed pretty well, but it's just a testament to your guys' talent and like learning things not in the same state and coming together and just like really putting it together. So y'all did good. Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, again, shout out to Jay. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal player, phenomenal personality. Yeah, I, I, had, I had never had a doubt that like you guys would only bring on someone who can vibe, right? Like, yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I was not worried about like meeting Jay for the first time. I was not worried about really like hanging out with y'all for however many hours because I knew that it would be fine. Um, we've, we've, you know, we've gone on trips like a beach trip or whatever together. Yeah. So like, I sure. knew it was going to be okay, but, um, yeah, no, I, I, I was, I was happy. You were very accommodating. You didn't put us in a weird situation. I think it's okay. Like <laughs> professional, I think this is kind of how like professionals are, right? We just yeah. come together. Yeah. We do what we got to do. Like, you know, do the task at hand and you know, all the other stuff is we'll, fig- we'll figure it out, but it's not as important as like coming together to play the music. So right. I was, I was really happy with the whole experience and how it went. Nothing really felt like it got in the way. Um, and we were all really, I think, dedicated to coming and putting on a good show. So I I was happy about it. Two, two questions for you and we'll wrap up. Number one, um, what was your, out of everything we've talked about, obviously there's a lot of fun stuff, a lot of lows, a lot of highs. What was probably your favorite, and it doesn't have to be anything specific. What was your favorite part of the 40 hours that we spent (laughs) together? (laughs) Sure. Again, so like, I, I really enjoyed getting to see you all, uh, to see Cassie and CJ specifically play as the Greys together, that was a lot of fun. I think that that was like the most fun too. I I enjoyed getting to be on a stage. That was my first time on a festival stage. Awesome. Um, so with a with a real tech crew and like at a real festival, it's maybe some of one of the larger crowds that I've ever played for. So um, I, I super duper enjoyed that, and it felt like a great environment to be in. I also loved you know the trip there and specifically the way back when I just got to like really connect with CJ for uh, that, that extended like 24 hours. Like I the full it. day of talking, full, like a full day of talking. <laughs> it was so funny because this man had lost his voice and was like barely able to speak on the way there and then talked for a full 24 hours on the way back <laughs> with me. Yeah. They wouldn't let me talk, bro. I was dying. <laughs> no, dude, I really appreciated that, man. And I appreciate your love for us, man. And, your belief in us, you've always believed in us. I mean, even when I was doing the solo work, you know, it was nothing for you to support what I was doing and come and play drums with me. You played for one of my first ever shows. Um, and then it's just fitting that you played with one of our first forever, you know, big shows. Um, so I really do appreciate for you for that. Um, and then second question for you. Uh, if you had to go back and change anything about that 40 hours we spent together, what would you change? What would you do differently? What would you change? <laughs> I think um, the thing, it, this is like a, a very heavy change. It's not like one single decision. I think if there is anything I could change about the whole experience, it would be that like the four of us would live in the same town. 
um, ah, yeah. so that we could have gotten together and spent more time together it, it, without it having to be so compressed and like got to rehearse and talk yeah. and chat and like go out to dinner and stuff and get to know each other a little better. The um, vibes could have been there and not have to worry about traveling 40 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that would be the only thing. And um, I love that, you know, the I otherwise like, you know, I think that overall everything went great anyways, but that was just my only, uh, I was like, man, I, if I didn't have to fly from New York, like maybe this whole thing would have been a lot easier. We wouldn't have had <laughs> so much pressure to get back so soon and blah, yeah, blah, blah. I get blah. that part. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I honestly, I kind of agree with that too. Well, not kind of, I do agree with that. Um, I think that was one of the biggest things about all of us um, kind of moving to separate areas, especially those of us from Maryland and West and Pennsylvania area is yeah. like, I don't want to not create with Jason or um, we've all got a good buddy of ours. His name is Nate who also plays bass and he's probably another super, super, super talented dude who lives in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and it's I like, Nate. I do too, man. And it's like, we moved away from each other. And so now it's like really difficult for us to continue doing things like this. So the fact that we were able to pull this off to where, and I will say not to toot my own horn, but as the oldest one on that trip, I felt pretty responsible getting all of y'all <laughs> there and back safely you yeah. did it. in my vehicle like i like i you felt really good about that because i'm like not a real adult if like, i was gonna all. be in a car t- for 24 hours with all guys i would want it to be you three <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun and i really really appreciated your willingness to learn the songs spend so much time with us meet jay J- uh alexander um so all in all man i felt like it was probably one of the that's another core memory that you're now a part of. I feel like that we're racking them up for you. You're a part of a lot of them. Um, and obviously this is not the last time that we're going to share a stage with you. Um, you know, we've been talking about playing more shows up in the Northern part of the, of the country. Um, maybe we can even bribe Nate to come out and play with us for a couple of shows yeah. when we get up there. Um, uh, but been bringing you on the road for some stuff and whatnot. Um, so all in all, dude, we really do appreciate you. Um, for those of you who are wanting, this is all on audio, you know, platform for those of you who are wanting to follow along with Jason's life and what he's doing. Um, his Instagram handle is J dot Alexander dot art. A R T like the letter J like the letter. Yeah. Just the letter J dot Alexander dot art. A R T. Um, you can check out some of his stuff. If you scroll far enough, you can see Cassie staring at a field. Um, <laughs> is it still there? <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah, I wouldn't try to find it because I was like, I want to see his photography from back when he was doing that. Um, yeah. But, dude, we really appreciate you. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we uh, before we adjourn for the night? No, no. Again, that just like that was, again, overall thoughts on the trip. It was wonderful. Like you said, core memory. I'm never going to forget that, that <laughs> trip. It was wonderful. Amazing time. Um, and... I'm so happy that you guys thought of me and included me in it. So thank you for having me also on the podcast. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. Dude, you are the man. (laughs) We appreciate you. We love you. Um, you, Thanks so much for agreeing to this so quickly. Um, And (laughs) uh, we're looking forward to it. For those of you who are chiming in for the first time, we are the Grays. This is All Things Gray um, podcast about whatever the crap we're doing in life. And we just like to share it with you. Um, <laughs> definitely tune in for the next episode and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Bye.